Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Welcome back to Be Real. It's me, Diana Gasparoni, and I'm looking out there in the world, in podcast world, on my video, and I can't see her because my sweet <laughs> friend and co-host, Denisha Salisbury, is not with me tonight. Um, oh, and it's tonight, not on a Friday morning, a whole thing. We are sending her all the good vibes. When she listens to this and when the podcast drops, she will be better but she ate something funky, so she's not going to be here tonight. But that does not mean that we are not going to deliver. So I am super excited because we have somebody here who's been here before, my friend Liz, who's going to tell you, introduce herself completely because in a new way, because she is here in a new capacity, aren't you? So come on, jump on in, Liz, and tell everybody who you are. Okay, okay. First of all, yes, Admisha, please feel better. I hope you're resting and recovering literally as we speak, and we're missing you here for sure. My name is Liz Bueller Walker, and I am a mom. I am a yoga and meditation facilitator and have been for not a mom, but a yoga and meditation facilitator for over 20 years. I've been a mom for about 10 years. I've known you, Diana, for the same amount of time I've been doing yoga and meditation. I was say, for those 20 years, that's it. We have been on the bus. The same amount of time. So that is how Diana and I know each other is from way back when we were young teachers and practitioners of yoga back in the day. Back in the day. And now I am so just honored and excited and fulfilled already by stepping into this new role at Be Well Psychotherapy as the Director of Health and Wellbeing. So what Diana and I have been up to for the last couple of months is coming up with a program called Indigo 108, which will be at Be Well Psychotherapy, which is physical practices to complement the mental health practices that are already happening over at Be Well. So uh, both of us, I feel like, have experienced this in our own lives where mental health and physical health are so tied together and getting care on the mental health side and getting care on the physical side go together and 
that the whole picture isn't quite complete without having both of them. So we'll talk more about Indigo 108, but that's a little bit about what I do. I also incorporate the framework and the practices of Ayurveda into my work. So Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga, and it's an Indian system, which is also thousands of years old for physical, mental, spiritual well-being. So it's a system for wellness not just a system that maybe we're used to in more of the Western medical realm of curing disease, but it's also about fostering well-being and wellness. So a lot of preventative care, a lot of holistic care, Mm -hmm. and yoga is part of that. Perfectly summed up, a very nice overview. No one is happier than I am that you are the director of health and well-being. Maybe you. But I, I, so- I might be. It's a tie. I think <laughs> it's, it's a, a tie. tie. It's a tie. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell my story. Then you're going to tell your story and we're going to see how they overlap, but cause they do overlap so much. So when I was baby therapist, which was way later than when I was baby yoga teacher, one of the things that I wanted to do was find a way to really bring these two practices together. I mean, I oftentimes use some of the, my yoga training with my clients. I see, you know, I've definitely tweaked a chaturanga while they're lying on the couch and told them what to do. Or just like, you know, there's definitely been some pranayama work. There's been not, but not the physical. Like I didn't bring the physical. I didn't move. I've suggested it. I've made suggestions and I've sent people to different classes and different videos and things like that. And early on I was teaching, I was still teaching and training to Mm -hmm. be the therapist that I am now. But I really found that for me to stay focused in the work that I was doing in the room and just like bringing the compliments of it or just like the tastes of what it could be uh, wasn't going to be enough. I really wanted to partner with a provider that could help me and work with me with my patients. So if I knew or I saw somebody who was experiencing a lot of anxiety and experiencing a lot of depression or grief or whatever the case may be, and I knew that the phys- I knew that they were out of their physical body. Like I could see it, I could feel it, I knew it. I didn't want to be able I didn't want to just like randomly send people anywhere because you end up running all over the place anyway. Like mm-hmm. you go here, you go there, you do this, you see this one, you see this one. Two hands don't like no one washes their the other like they don't never touch. I always wanted to have it all in one place where we had that conversation, right? It's the conversation between the two providers. I mean, I had conversations with other medical providers today about a case that I'm working on right now, but like how great it would be to have that holistic piece in there. So Mm -hmm. just that we're going to be able to offer this to our current patients at Be Well and also new patients and that you can come in the door through the Indigo 108 program. You can then refer to us. We can cross over back and forth. It is an ultimate dream come true. It's full spectrum care. I love this idea of having a care team, right? Because one person cannot do everything. One person can't even see everything. Right. So from my perspective, so my history, I'm not a therapist. I do go to therapy um, as a client. But what what I've seen so many times over the years, and I've experienced it in my own body as well, is that when you're doing yoga and you're doing 
mindful movement and you're doing breathing practices and you're doing meditation practices, that stagnations get released, Mm -hmm. emotions get released, energetically things get released and kind of dislodged in a good positive way. And for instance, you know, a lot of what has come up in my work over the years, just because of the kind of facilitator I am, I would guess, and the kind of person I am and the kind of people who chose to work with me, even if it's in a group class setting, is uh, grief and loss. So Mm -hmm. over the years, I've seen so much grief, so much loss bubble up to the surface. And I can be there with someone as that happens. It's much more difficult in a group class setting than it is in a one-on-one setting. But I can sort of like be there and be a witness for them and a compassionate person for them to sit with them during that. But then my ability to work with that with them ends at a certain point. So for me, what I'm so, so, so excited about is that when that happens, because this is ultimately what we're trying to get to when we're doing these healing modalities, is that when that happens, I'm not just doing kind of the opposite of what you said and saying, you know, do you have, do you have a therapist? Can you go find a therapist? You know, when someone's in that state, you want to know that they're cared for in that realm and in that way, and that they can go and explore that Mm -hmm. ethically, that they can explore it with someone who's skilled in doing it, you know, all of that stuff. That's what I'm really excited for, because I've seen it over and over again, and I've experienced it myself over and over again, where just a different entry point is needed or a different way of holding it or a different way of exploring it or, or digging into it can be so helpful. So I think it's really, I used the word revolutionary the other day when I was telling somebody about it, but it's really different to be able to have that and to know, as you were saying, that the providers are in touch with each other. Because even if that comes up and I'm like, oh, do you have a therapist? And they're like, yeah, I go, I can't just contact the therapist and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, tell me what's going on in your sessions, you know? But in this kind of system where it's supervised and compliant and everything, and with consent, of course, then, then there's this communication pathway that is there so that the person is being cared for in multiple ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as we're talking, so I was thinking of like where I started on this whole path. Okay, let's take a little trip to 28-year-old Diana. I'm just trying to do the math in my head to say what year it was. I can't figure that out. Let me see, 28, 65, wait, 19, I don't know, 19 something, something, something. And funny, I... (laughs) sure he's not listening to this podcast, but I'm going to use his name. So I was dating this guy, Larry LaRocca. I had a lot <laughs> to thank him for because when we broke up, I couldn't go to the gym. I could have, but I was so heartbroken. I, I just couldn't. So I went and took a yoga class and got a therapist in the same week. That's now, amazing. It was amazing. I was so sad and like spent so much time crying on that yoga mat in old Jeevamukti on Second Avenue. Like, and I went, it was the one place besides my therapist's office that I felt safe and was able to like really just sink into the body, sink into the mat, sink into my feelings and really feel the everything moving. Like it wasn't like you get, it. And if you haven't practiced yoga or you don't have a physical practice like that, and 
the beauty and the just of the discomfort really because mm. like I just mm. remember it was such a heart-filled practice and like how to still be grateful and open and not bitter and not mean because it could have been bitter and mean I could have gone in any direction at that point and the compliment of the two of them because I was able to be quiet and hear things in a way that I hadn't been able to hear them before in my mm -hmm. head and then be mm -hmm. able to go to my therapist and say, yeah, like these are, these are the chatter is going away. And these are the thoughts that are really coming up for me. And this is, I didn't see this before and I see this now and then be able to just pick up and go on and do it and like have that healing all combined yeah and then I went on to finish college because I hadn't done that yet and I studied Eastern philosophy in college and I studied mm -hmm. psychology in college and the two went on to hand in hand and then I went to India and then I came back and I went to social work school and I taught yoga <laughs> so <laughs> so the two have been going back and forth with me the whole time like I've never left like maybe sometimes I might step away from the mat a little bit um, mm -hmm. but the practices themselves not so much like I right. really like they're in my body like I can feel them and I know when I need like I know when I need to really like sit down get grounded bring asana back pay attention look at the rhythms of my life look at um what is totally out of whack and uh fine-tune it a little bit I know I just did it today like I was yeah like, Right. I have, I'm going to sleep in whatever that looks like. It looks like 630, but, <laughs> um, and then, but like set aside time to be quiet, to have time on my mat, to have a meditation. Then I went to acupuncture, which is an Ayurveda, but we can talk about how they complement. still moving the meridians around. Yeah. Super, super, super important. I think it's so interesting that, um, for you, it just happened sort of the way that you want to build this program out because I think that's a little bit unusual. It's definitely not my story. My story is that I went to yoga for purely physical reasons. I was a dancer. I was in school at the Ailey School and I injured my back. I don't know if you know this part of the story, Diana. I don't Diana. know this part of the story. I was, I'm intrigued. Okay, I'm taking notes. So yeah, and then one of my very, very good friends... Kenny Barnett, who I was, you know, living down in the East Village and hanging out with him a lot. And he said, you know, my sister teaches yoga. Ooh. You should come to her class with me. And it was Betsy Barnett at oh. Jiva Mukti. I did not <laughs> know this part of the story. She was my very first ever yoga teacher. Oh, I'm still in touch with her, still in touch with Kenny. So yeah, so I went to kind of like rehab. Nancy Lananza. Wait, what? Me. Nancy Lananza was my Oh, name. yes. Very good. <laughs> I went to, it's good to remember these names, right? Yeah. And these people. I went to, um, to rehab that injury. I loved it. Mm -hmm. My body moved completely differently. My, my dance level of dance went like skyrocketing after that. I remember going to my advisor's meeting or something after a semester. And I had already been there for a year. And this was like the beginning of the second year. And she was like, okay, what happened? 
because something is completely different. Mm -hmm. So physically, it was very gratifying right away and healing and all of that stuff. And then I, you know, loved yoga and I did the training and I incorporated it into my living and on a daily basis really was doing a lot of the various practices and then cut to age 40 oh. is when I started therapy. And age 40 is when sort of the floor fell out of my life and I was getting a very sudden divorce. And it's interesting that you said when you started and you were going to therapy, you, were, you said you could be still enough to see things and hear things in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise. And I had been doing yoga for a really long time. This is no fault of yoga. This was my own stuff. But I wasn't seeing a lot, even mm -hmm. though I was doing these you know, contemplative practices that were about high level consciousness, which I was doing and practicing and all of that, but there were parts of my life that I was blocking out. You and so like, therapy nope, for you. me, yeah, I'm I was like, not, hmm, nope, nope, you slice that nope. part out, yeah. <laughs> put a curtain over that one. And so therapy was what helped me to actually start to see more. And then now I can't imagine not doing both. Really quick, I'll tell us a quick, very recent story of therapy. So usually I do my therapy sessions on Friday. It's like in the work day, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Let's be productive. Let's yep. get this done. Let's do this thing. This time, this past Friday, I canceled it and I switched it to Saturday morning and I showed up for the therapy session. I was Ooh. tired. I was cranky. I was really off. I was like, I don't even know. Like I can't even sit up tall. I don't know what I want to talk about today, blah, 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 blah. It ended up being an amazing session. We talked about this kind of white noise in the back of my mind, which is always like calculating and running, which is like, what's the right thing to say? What's the good thing to do? What's the, you know, this like mm -hmm. other consciousness that's happening. And my therapist said, okay, so your homework is to meditate and not like loving kindness meditation. You're all, that's part of that whole, like, may I be happy, healthy, free. May you be happy, healthy, free. Lovely, but that's not what I in particular need for this thing. She yeah. was like, meditate and do nothing. No, just like, no, there's no fancy chakra work that you're doing. Yep. Nope, there's no, just turn it off and get used to turning the switch off, turning it back on, turning the turn switch off, off, turning. Yep. And luckily I have the practices and I know how to do that, but that's the kind of thing that is going to be so awesome with Indigo 108 where the therapist can be like, okay, you've got this program running in the back of your head. Yes. What are you going to do? You can't just think that away. What no. are you going to do to help no. that go away? You can't just think it away. Yes. The, it's really, um, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm happy that I took the morning off before we recorded today because I'm really seeing like the fruits of the labor of like what happens when you take the time to ground and you have all of, I mean, my, my thing is overwork. Like that's my thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I talk about in therapy. What, it, what drives me? Why do I like it? Why do I keep doing it? All the things to be able to sit and, and not freak out that the sky was going to fall today. Right. Didn't fall. Just yeah. held it up for me. Didn't fall. 
and everything was fine and everything's going to be fine. You did. You did. (laughs) Just so so everybody knows, we tried to get Jessica to come on with us tonight, but it was, it was, she didn't have the day of acupuncture and yoga. She didn't. She was very, she was very busy holding the sky up for me. So uh, it would have fallen on my head. So we will return the favor. Okay. So we're going to just take a quick break right here. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. And we're back. So we've done a lot of covering our own history of yoga and therapy and how, I mean, what I think is really amazing about it is that we've come to this with a full belief system of, and knowledge of how the two go hand in hand. And that is, uh, I mean, when somebody walks in the room and you really like that person sitting in front of you really believes in it, like you just like, you feel what's just so taken care of how it started that you and I started working together um, again, many moons later is dinner. Yep. Where a lot of really good things start. A lot of really good things start over dinner. Well, why don't I talk a little bit about how your career was changing? So we were at dinner. Should I say the restaurant? I mean, we can say the restaurant. People should eat at supper. Yeah. We were at dinner at supper, which is a really special sort of over the years meeting up spot for us and the couple of other friends that we were with. Honestly, I was just lamenting and you all are always so patient listening to me lament about sort of what it had become like to work in the yoga culture and yoga realm and how it had become in my experience more and more difficult to go deep into the practices and get to the most potent transformational benefits Mm -hmm. in the system that had become yoga in the West, yoga in the US, yoga in New York. So that's my experience is yoga in New York. The, The group classes and the vying for people's attention and as I grew in my life and grew in my understanding of yoga and the practices, there was so much that I wanted to share with people and so much that had really helped me become 
the person that I want to be and continue to, you know, work with. I just like, I couldn't find a way to share things the way that I wanted to share them. And it always felt like it was starting back at square one or felt like the floor again was falling out every couple of years. Or there was this like needing to reinvent yourself thing in order to keep people interested and that kind of thing. And there, there seemed to be this lack of, of mutual and I am not in any way blaming the students. I think this is like systemic the way that it was set up, but this mm -hmm. lack of mutual showing up to the practices, which then leads to a disrespect of the practices, this lack of mutual commitment. And you said to me at the end of the dinner after I had gone on and on and on and on, you know what, let's talk more about this because I think what you're talking about and the way that we're working over at Be Well, there's, there's something similar there. There's something that we can do together that is going to be powerful. I was just like, yes, great. Yeah, and then a it. few weeks went by and then I was like, you know what, Diana, let's pick that conversation back up because I couldn't stop thinking about it. It just felt like it just felt right. And so then you were like, yes. And then we hit the ground running. And then we hit the ground running. And it's funny that you should, like, not funny, but like as you were talking yesterday, um, not yesterday, doesn't matter, Saturday, whatever day you're listening to this, could have been Saturday, could have been yesterday, who knows. <laughs> I was with Regina, who I bring up all the time. So Regina yeah. is not my first yoga teacher, but my, um, my yoga mentor. And we were in the car and now Regina practices, her practices are grounded in the beauty and the transformational practices that they are. So we were in, mm. I was driving her around in my new car. So we went to pick her up, took her for a ride. We were driving home and she looked at me and she's like, I want you to do this thing. And I'm like, okay. So she took, she's like, I want you to take, when you're meditating, I want you to take your circle your belly button for as mm -hmm. many times as you possibly can until you don't, until you want to stop in one direction and then do it in another direction mm -hmm. and then grab, <laughs> grab your belly to which I responded. Mm. There's way more of that now than there was <laughs> then. I was like, not a problem. Okay. I can find it. But it was so like, you could tell like when she was telling me this and she's so connected with that and with that banda, and we can get into Mula Banda and Udiana Banda on another mm. podcast. Mm -hmm. But when I went into, when I was meditating this morning, I had a, like a, my, a headache that was like as big as my apartment. And I was just mm. like, like I couldn't let, like there was all sorts of stuff jumping around in my head. And I did this practice and I was like, God damn it, she's always right. <laughs> but shit, like it really like the, what, like, and you could, like that practice, I am sure that she took from work that she has done, like yeah. sitting in the dirt, in a cave, yeah. in in the practices, in the motherland, like learning and brought it back and adapted it so that she could bring it to her students. And her students that like they're only she will only work with a small group. She will only mm. work one on one. Mm -hmm. Um because of the authenticity that she brings to the work. And I think that that is where I get my, my most inspiration for this is from her. I got your hurt. I got side note, her book's coming for you. Oh, good. I hope. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, her name has come up so many times as we have been building this 
program. Yeah. And so her and her work is in there. And, and when you tell that story, it reminds me that you don't have to believe anything, any of these practices for the sake of just believing in them. It's so experiential. Yeah. And that, that is how these practices over thousands of years and generations were passed down. We're experienced to experience, to experience, to experience. And there mm -hmm. is something so human and real about that and like intimate mm -hmm. and not to be just sort of tossed around without care. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, I, and I know that you agree. So I'm just going to say that we, um, what, what has the messaging, although it's still kind of there, but has gotten lost is that this is a practice of healing and mm -hmm. it is these practices are for to find a comfortable seat in your own body in your mm -hmm. own mind and in doing that and complementing it with the yoga and taking taking all that clutter and being able to like parse it out and make it make sense because the like as we now the the language in your in therapy right now is all about trauma and trauma mm. is in the body mm -hmm. and it is it is not the there is the experience and then the trauma lives on and in yoga we've been talking about it forever because we've talked about the samskaras and every time you have a thought or anything that happens it lives inside you it doesn't mm -hmm. like there is a history there is it is a roadmap of your life what goes on in your body so it only it only makes sense that the two come together and we 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 focus on on both at the same time as a healing modality. I was reading um, Bessel van der Kolk earlier today doing research as I was writing a blog and um, and he stated that he was like, you know, in the West, we're now with, with the work with trauma, we are seeing that connection mm -hmm. that civilizations in India and China particularly have seen for thousands and thousands of years. And also when, when um, you were talking about like, it is about healing and it is about finding your seat and being able to sit right without the back thing, the, the motor running in the back and being able yeah. to just be in your dignified seat. And that that then extends relationally too, right? It's not yes. just about your own healing, but when you do that healing, that then relationally you begin to heal and in your community, you begin to heal. And then that I think is also dovetails beautifully with the work in therapy, which is about being in relationship with yourself, with other people, with larger groups of people, with humanity, that mm -hmm. like ultimately it's a liberatory practice. And I do think people are talking more about that now in, in talking about yoga, they're talking about like, if this is a liberatory practice, it's liberatory for the self and, and for, for the other. Relationship and community. And I will say, uh, it is my belief in my own personal life and in my own personal relation, my, my closest interpersonal relationship with that man, that cute man that I live with, that handsome devil. <laughs> um, one of the things that happened very early and very, very early in our relationship is he asked me, I'll never forget it. It was like two or three weeks in and he asked me if I knew anything about transcendental meditation. And I was like, a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, why, <laughs> why do you ask? And he was like, I'm curious, curious. And he didn't become a TM meditator, but he did take a different path 
found a meditation style that worked for him mm-hmm. and it was that really spoke to him and also it was a meditation style that I was very familiar with and we were able to and to this day he won't tell me the mantra I'm like just come on oh my god just come on just come good on for you. Goes, good for you good for you I'm glad like, he doesn't yeah he won't tell me the mantra but he has religiously worked himself up to two 30 minute a day practice times that he sits and it relaxed him. It changed so much for him. And mm-hmm. it was just like the anxiety, the anger, just like really let him, not that he was that, he's not that much of an angry person, but he was able, like, he's really able to sit and like parse things out in a different way. Next, I'm going to get him going to therapy. Anyway, that's in case he's listening to this one, <laughs> this particular I was, episode. I was secretly hoping maybe, hoping maybe he would come on too. Not that, I mean, Adnisha one is day. the the preferred. One day, one day. Um, okay, so let's talk about the offering. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's just jump in. The offering is a million dollars. No, the offering is... <laughs> Who's writing that the check? first five people who <laughs> sign up get a million dollars. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, scratch that. You can that. cover that, right? We can, can cover, cover that, that right up. We can cover that. I'll cover it. I'm, where, do you, where do you want me to sign? Anyway. <laughs> no, the offering is whether or not you're already doing psychotherapy that you can come to us at Be Well Psychotherapy and you can do an initial 90-minute session, which is one-on-one. So the first thing to know about the program is that it's very personalized. So you were talking about Jeff and how he found this form of meditation that really worked for him. I was talking about how like loving kindness meditation isn't the kind of meditation that I I personally need to be doing right now. It needs to be like much more basic, like paired back. Yeah. So, so like these are different needs that we have at different times. So when you come, you come for a 90 minute initial session, you fill out a form that gives us an idea of like what your life is like what matters to you, what your tendencies are, what your strengths are, where you're most vulnerable, what you want mm-hmm. um, to feel like when, when you typically feel like you're most yourself. And then we do a 90-minute session where we sort of talk about different practices from yoga, from Ayurveda, or just from life, right? Like going for a walk outside mm-hmm. in nature every day at lunchtime or something like that. And we talk about the rhythms of your life and we come up with a blueprint for you. And that blueprint consists of your basic constitution, your tendencies, your true nature, and the kinds of practices, the kinds of environments where you'll thrive, the kinds of things to bring you back into balance. Maybe it's with food, maybe it's with sleep, maybe it's with Um, moving your body, maybe it's with carving out time for rest and relaxation, whatever it is, finding layering on kind of different practices that you can do to be well. Mm -hmm. And then you get to take charge of those practices and take them with you. And then for either one month or three months, and so obviously with the three months, there's a longer period of time for interaction and for really going deep into accountability. 
we work with each other via like digital interaction or uh, 30 minute virtual check-ins and we go back and forth what's working for you what's not working for you oh you found that you were really doing the practices in the morning and by the time it came to nighttime it was like forget it you could not get to any of it okay let's focus on the morning ones mm -hmm. all right now that we've got the morning ones going then let's layer in some midday ones now that we've you know like just one piece at a time so that it's not overwhelming maybe it's about taking things away right like mm -hmm taking away the socializing five nights a week and doing three nights a week instead or whatever it is, right? So you could do the 90 minute initial, then you do the one month or the three month. We're checking in throughout, there's accountability process. And I just wanna be really clear that for me, accountability is not like strict or shaming or making you feel guilty if you didn't do the stuff it's a way it's like a very loving process and i wish we did accountability more in a loving way but i've had the experience of it being extremely loving where it's like okay i see where you want to get to i see that there are obstacles there mm -hmm. we're going to compassionately look at that and then we're going to um, explore and then maybe you go to therapy, right? And you explore, these are the obstacles that right. I have. Why do I have these obstacles? Why do I get mad when Liz wants to, um, you know, make me get up early in the morning or whatever it is, right? Right. Like, why am I resist? Like, what, what is that resistance? Like, why Liz is telling me that my, I'm going to feel better if I get up early in the morning. And I'm like, no. Right. And I, um, as, while you were talking, I, what I think a lot of people don't know because we go to class, like we go to a yoga class, there's a teacher, you and I were both that person. Um, we have very good friends who we love who are still that person. Mm -hmm. And we all get the same movement. Mm -hmm. We all like Surya Namaskar A, Surya Namaskar B. Now we're going to do some standing poses. Then we're going to do some twisting. Now we're going to sit on the floor. We're going to get into some backbending. Then we're going to do an inversion or two. Then we're going to do Shavasana and then peace out. Thank you very much. Now, that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience. I want everybody to keep going. What we don't learn in those classes are what those poses are for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in and that you can cherry pick some of these poses for your your ailments your constitution your emotional body mm -hmm. and you can if you knew what those combinations were or you knew you were able to like have somebody guide you based on your constitution the rhythm of your day what where your life is and you're like you're gonna do i want you to do these three things right along with this shift quiet shift to your diet which isn't like jarring we're not gonna be like oh my god give up give it all up no more sugar no more gluten stop it stop it <laughs> i right will now. never say that i will it's never very, it's tell a hard someone poor to life. everything I mean, out of their diet yeah i know i i I haven't been eating as much gluten. I can't say, I can't lie. It hasn't been so bad. But the other day I put a bowl of pasta in front of me. I ate it so fast. I was like, oh God. <laughs> um, but like those things that can just shift just a little bit and how you feel in your own skin changes so much or like the tweak of the neck or like the way that you are holding yourself. Like it's, it's, it's almost meant to be a personalized program. 
And we yeah. have, we've just, it, we've taken that part away. And also I wanted to mention while you were talking about Ayurveda, because I think that this is um, another testimonial to, uh, to the work is when I was in graduate school, I was not young and uh, I based the rhythm of my day and still do by my dosha, which is something mm-hmm. that you'll also talk about in the blueprint. You'll, mm-hmm. It'll come up over the course of the time that you work with Liz. Um, so that I knew when I was the most alert, when I would be able to write a paper, when I should be going to bed, what kind of foods I should be eating that would cool me down in the summer, keep me mm-hmm. warm in the winter, really changed the way that I thought I was supposed to work, right? Like that you are like, that we are supposed to be on a nine to five lifestyle or that we are supposed to work all night to write this paper. And I was like, yeah, that, that, no, mm -mm, that's not going to happen. I'm too damn old. I will never get up in the morning, but it also doesn't speak to me. It doesn't speak to who I am and how, how I function. And I found out and I've said this multiple times, I'm going to say it again, because everybody gets an, everybody on this call right now has got an email from me at seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> because I am the most productive between six and 10 a.m. And I can get everything done before 10. Do you know that that's the sleepy time of the day? That is the slow time of the day. And that's because it balances out your yeah. over aggressive my, my aggressive <laughs> <laughs> aggressive um aggressive. desire to <laughs> be organized and 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 be clear and be a leader and all of those beautiful things that you have naturally they just need to come down like two notches and between 6 and 10 the laws of nature bring <laughs> them down for you a couple yeah. of notches yeah and so it's quiet and those things are nice for me. Yeah. And then if I could do that and then take a yoga class at 11 and have a nice lunch. Oh, I love that. That would be my, that would be my perfect life. Um, and and I'm sign that up is for not indigo. the perfect life for someone else. No. So that's oh my why goodness. this is important because somebody else, it's like, no, you need to get up before six, but then you just have your coffee and you go for your walk and you gather your energy for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and then 10 a.m hits and boom you start looking at your schedule you start going through your emails you start doing you know like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is what's going to be right for somebody else so that's so nice that it can be that's what accountability is right it's like i see you I understand what you're telling me and we're going to work together on this. Mm -hmm. And it's also being in tune with yourself and in tune with the natural world and sort of how things work so that it's not a list that you have to do. It starts to become very intuitive. It's from Mm -hmm. a, um, from a knowing place. Yeah. And I think that that, that is key and very important is that it's not a list. It's not like you got a checklist and you have to have these seven things on your plate every time you sit down to eat and then you're going to, everything's going to be great. Like it's not that it's really your own true nature and figuring out what that rhythm is and how to use that rhythm. It's like a dance, right? It's yeah. like, how do you, how you use that rhythm with your life to feel and what you 
I mean, to feel your best, but you also, what's beautiful about it is like, you can tell when you're out of whack mm-hmm. and then like the things that you need to do to pull back and what, like, you're really going to be able to help people identify those things for them. And I'm so excited. Me um, too. So our, uh, our program launches on September 21st. Right now, you can continue to hang out with Liz and I on Instagram. We're on Instagram Live that we are figuring out. <laughs> that is so worth the first five minutes um, watching us try to get our together. But on Tuesdays at 5, sometimes at 5.30, but check out the Be Well Instagram, bewell.psychotherapy on IG. And then um, also- And bring your questions to and- us. Bring your like, why can't I get up at six in the morning? And we'll- We'll have fun totally. on IG Live. Yeah. Absolutely. Ask as many questions as you want. Ask us about Ayurveda. Ask us about yoga. Ask us about therapy. Ask us what we're doing for dinner this weekend. Ask us if we've ever worked in hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. For years. For There's years. a lot. Um, but anything. Tonight. Like we're ready to answer all of the questions because we obviously we really believe in this this combo, this program that can stand on its own and really taking the emotional and the physical bodies and like blending them in a way that uh, is going to speak for itself once it's out in the world. We will be having a live event on September 21st and we will have all sorts of goodies for you. So in the meantime, just follow us on Instagram and we'll be keeping you updated on all the things oh wait no you the can, wellness webinar we've we also have a wellness, wellness webinar on the 17th of this month so you can sign up on uh the website at events on our events page bewellpsychotherapy.com slash events uh you can sign up there uh on crowdcast and again any questions we're going to continue to take this show on the road <laughs> <laughs> you're going to um, be so sick of us once you sign up, then you'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop talking about myself and we'll get into to what's going on with each person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to come up with some new antidotes for the wellness talk, but I may <laughs> tell you that I walked into a yoga class and therapy, the therapist's office at the same time when I was 28. Yeah, you're maybe I'll hear discuss, my stuff over and over. Again. Maybe I'll talk about my Saturn return. I mean, all the things that happened when the two came together. Um, so we do, this is when we would be, oh, that's right. I know. So we're going to have another moment, quiet, a quiet moment for Adnisha. And now we have to say goodbye. Stay safe. Continue because now we have a new thing. We have a variant. Stay safe. Please, please, please keep washing your hands. No need for everybody to be in a pandemic, to be told to wash your hands, socially distance. Keep your distance, six feet. We had, you know, it's still a little, still a little touch and go. And I think we're going to stop here and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Yeah, this was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, looking forward to more and more and more as we, as we do this and things grow and change. Yeah. And they're going to. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. 
We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.